This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis. Taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events, to the role of the board of directors, to crisis management, to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. In this episode, I visit with Andy Goldstrom. Andy helps companies grow and do it fast. We take a look at the impact of COVID-19 and what small businesses need to do to not simply survive, but grow. He's got four strategic shifts that he thinks every small business should utilize, and we talk about that in the context of business reopening and COVID-19. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode, and today I have with me Andy Goldstrom. Uh, Andy uh, helps small businesses and small business owners, and I thought he'd be a great person to talk to about some of the issues that have arisen from the reopening in the midst of COVID-19. We are recording this in late July. Obviously, we're past the initial phase. Some states are further along in reopening than others. Some states are now reclosing. So we're still in a mix mash of things. And Andy, uh, first of all, uh, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, uh, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Hey, great to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me. Andy, could you tell us a little bit about your company and how you help uh, business owners? Sure. My company is called Meet Course Advisors. We typically help businesses in the midstream of their uh, existence, and we try and help them make the adjustments so they can be more successful. Um, I was a two-time Inc. 500 business owner, so I developed a proven and unique approach to help business leaders get unstuck in decision-making and execution. And my view is without a focused and appropriate methodology, a majority of business leaders don't enjoy all the benefits of growth, profit, and wealth, whether they're in a startup or a larger business. Um, And the services we provide include an online course. Um, It's a five-week course that you can take online to learn all the things to grow and scale your business and one-to-one coaching, and I also have a book out called Grow Like a Pro, which is available on Amazon. Andy, one of my observations during this time of coronavirus, health crisis, and COVID-19 has been that many of the trends that were sort of percolating around in 2018, 2019, maybe even Q1 of this year, uh, they uh, have sped up almost exponentially now and that the need to be able to adapt and need to be able to have flexibility, the need to be able to shape your business has uh, just become almost a paramount business need. Uh, Do you find that to be true for small business owners as well? Yeah, if you don't adapt, you're going to be out of business if you you haven't already. And, um, you know, uh, it's amazing because I've worked with companies that have been, have used existing systems that they've had for years that they had invested in that work, but don't necessarily work well or as well as what's available that's out there. And because of the need to be able to communicate remotely in teams, 
they it's forced them to actually change the way they do business and it's enhanced their productivity and that's not anything that's going to go away anytime soon so uh, there's been adaptation around that um, and you know the, the way I look at it it's not just COVID there's a lot of uncertainty out there politics COVID civil unrest they all can create uncertainty um, there's so much we can't control and putting energy and hard-earned money into a business where we might have even less perceived control is challenging to say the least. So I get it. Things are really tough right now. But the fact of the matter is if you operate based upon fear and uncertainty and you don't adapt, your chances of succeeding are very, very low. So businesses need to adapt and they need to do it well and they need to do it decisively. They have to, they can't wait and just wait for things to change and get better. They have to take control and make it happen. And they can do this by reaching out to customers, prospects, partners, investors, and other stakeholders to understand what's needed. This is a time to listen, to offer empathy and understanding and ask about their changing needs. And this will inform changes that are needed or available. And a couple of examples. One is um, there are a lot of restaurants that have gone out of business, but many of them have changed to non-customer-facing kitchens because people still want restaurant-quality food. They want to be able to do takeout, but the, the nature of the restaurant business is going to be changed for a long time, even post-COVID, in terms of the, the, the density there. And density and occupancy is what drives a restaurant. So... A lot of restaurants are, are are creating services where Uber Eats or you know or uh, or they have their own delivery service, or it could get picked up, or they can cater. It's a different type of offering that they're adapting to. Second thing is is you can you need to find new revenue streams, um, not just changing your existing revenue streams. And you can do this one of two ways. One is offering something different to an existing customer, and what I call that is good, better, best. So if you offer a discount service, maybe they need a premium service. Or if you offer a premium service, maybe you offer them a discount service, you're meeting them where their needs are evolving. And uh, I, I was on the phone this morning with a, uh, somebody who was a civil engineer. And rather than he was used to doing full building development services, and there just isn't as much demand for that now. So now he's you know, I've coached them into doing more site surveys and de design schematics so they can plan so when the demand is there to build the building, they can do all of the work and have the relationships. So the first one was offering something different to an existing customer. The other one's offering something different to a new customer. So I'm working with a, a, a hotel chain, and they're offering co-working or podcast spaces in their conference rooms. So isn't that interesting? Because they have the, the space, they're not having conferences anymore, but people still want to get out of the house and have, the, have, have, and have their distance. And, and for people who are doing podcasts who don't want their dogs running around or noise in the house, they have the ability to do that. And it's, it's a way that you can offer something different to a new customer and it's a new revenue stream for hotels. So people call me because they're uncertain and often need help prioritizing and executing. And they, they, they're looking for predictability, especially in an unpredictable time. And when you realize that resources are really limited, if you're going to make a bet, you better make a good bet. Indian, uh, many people in my world talk about risk and uh, risk management, uh, strategies to mitigate risk. 
But when I look at risk from the business perspective, I see opportunity. And I was wondering if it would be a fair statement from your perspective to say that we are at a time of high risk now, but that means perhaps high opportunity if you can manage that risk. Does that sort of fit into what you've described, or am I really talking about something different in your mind? Whenever there's change, there's opportunity. So if everything is stable, like in the stock market, then there, and there isn't movement in the stock market, there's less opportunity to arbitrage. So the same thing occurs when there's a change. My first Inc. 500 business was a company that uh, we outsourced corporate real estate services. The second one that I was with outsourced recycling services. And what happened was there was a change in the first one in terms of companies were outsourcing more of that service and we offered objectivity, flexibility, and expertise all at a price that was less than they could service internally or provide internally, so it became a great value proposition. And the second one was companies cared more about sustainability and they wanted somebody to know how to do that. So given those changes in customer demands and and market forces, those changes could create risk on somebody who wasn't willing to adapt to it, but it created an opportunity for us. And my view, when I hear the word risk, it's it's not a bad thing, but what, what people who run good businesses and sustain good businesses, what they do is they they make the risk less risky every day. So someone starting a new business as an entrepreneur or uh, as we've spoken, an intrapreneur, somebody who actually is able to execute work in a, in a larger environment and bring some of those entrepreneurial um, characteristics to their job, they're trying to reduce the risk either by validating customer demand, getting cash up front, uh, being able to produce their product or services less expensively in scale, being having their cost of materials or service less. All of those things help bring down risk as you're trying to execute and provide that uh, opportunity. And do you've written about or developed for us four strategic shifts businesses can and need to make, but I was wondering if we could talk about them not only to sustain themselves as businesses reopen, but how they might be able to use your framework to position themselves for growth in the second half of this year and perhaps uh, into the next few years. So I'm happy to speak about the four strategic shifts. They're really an important part of my business. And I use an analogy that that helps me uh, communicate what these shifts are. And it's really about um, driving. And if you're driving and you're a new driver and you're holding the wheel really tight and you're just looking out beyond the hood, you're really nervous in terms of how you operate. And chances are what's going to happen is if you're driving – and not looking down the road, you're probably going to get into an accident and not anticipate and be able to adapt. So what I encourage people to do is try to do what you need to do to sustain your business today, which a lot of people are really focused on giving everything that's going on, but they also need to look down the road because everybody else is adapting. And if you don't adapt and change when things settle down, um, then you're going to be behind the eight ball and just in as bad a shape. So the four strategic shifts are one is win today. And that's how to stabilize your business more effectively now to set the foundation for massive future growth. The second one is think different. 
So it's how to dare to stretch the boundaries of what's possible so you can identify opportunities to generate disruptive growth and profit. The third one is achieving disruptive growth. So it's how to actually execute and pursue the best opportunities to grow. And then the fourth one is gaining high independence. And that's how to scale your business by systematizing your processes. So frankly, you can spend more time doing what you love on your own terms. And I won't go too deep into any of them, but going into uh, each shift, a lot of people are focused on stabilizing today. One way to stabilize today is to call is called cashing in. And cashing in is actually getting more money in the door now. And that's by providing um, new services to existing customers who've already bought from you, know you, like you, have gone through the approval process before. So it's a way to actually generate more revenue doing that. Um, you can also have people who are in your pipeline who have shown an interest in you and try and bring that over the goal line too. And there are ways to do that that I coach people in, in terms of how to do it. So you don't want to be rolling out brand new things that have a long cycle time with expecting to be able to stabilize your business now. The second thing is controlling costs. So controlling costs is about managing costs that don't contribute to your bottom line right now. So a lot of people cut heads or are cutting costs just to stay afloat, but they're going to be quickly replacing those services or those people in the short term where they haven't thought ahead and thought beyond the hood. So it's controlling those appropriate costs um, and as opposed to any cost. And the third one about winning today is connecting. You have an opportunity to connect with more people right now in a different way than you ever did before to listen, to empathize, and to add value. And I see people in their homes on Zoom. I can see what kind of house they have, what kind of pets they have, how many kids they have, and, you know, and, and all those things. And if you show an understanding, they may be able to share with you uh, a specific need that they have that they need alleviated or connect you to somebody else that they that they don't know right now. So you always have to be pumping that network. Um, so that's shift number one. I won't go so deep into all the other ones, um, but the one I, the the one I'd like to talk about is uh, more importantly is is the second one, which is think different, and that's looking beyond the hood. So it's thinking about what you can do to innovate. Um, and and continually looking at how you can innovate. And one of the ways that I do this with my customers is something called envisioning. So it's what could you do in your company if you didn't have any restrictions or any constraints of money or time or anything else. And so envisioning allows you to actually think about those things. Airbnb did this uh, really effectively. And what they did was they said, We're, we are an alternative to a hotel room, which is great. But what else that can we do without any constraints to grow our business? And they looked at different plateaus um, where you, they could get a gift basket in the room that they rented, where they could be picked up at the airport, where they could get a custom, uh, a special restaurant reservation where they're visiting that they normally wouldn't have access to. And what ended up happening was they created a concierge business based upon that outside-of-the-box thinking thinking about what was most impactful and, and logical to be able to implement 
And it really allowed them to achieve disruptive growth in their business. And so you have to be able to start thinking different about what you can do to, to move forward. Um, and then the third one was disruptive growth. So that's about the prioritization and execution. Um, you don't want to, if you envision a number of different things, you can't do all of them. So the ones that are most important are the ones that generate the ROI, the ones that generate the less risk, the ones that are easiest to implement, and the ones that you have the resources and skill sets to be able to execute well. And then the fourth one is, again, the, the systemization, which is the automation and support. So those are the four strategic shifts, and, and uh, they're a lot of fun to work through with, with, uh, with my customers because it, it creates a path and an understanding about what, they're, what, what they need to do based upon where they are and where they want to go, both in the short term and the long term. Andy, what advice do you give customers or clients around enhancing their network now? Or perhaps what have you done differently that you feel like is really uh, taking you to a different level in terms of your network? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, a lot of people come up to me and they say, I want to get new, more work in my business or I want to get a new job or I want to meet new people. Um, and... I ask them, the first thing I ask them is, what's your network like? And often I get, well, it's not that great. I've been so busy, you know, you know, work was good for a long time. I haven't changed jobs in several years. So I, I don't have that much of a network. And I say, and I say, well, you're behind the eight ball then friend, you know, so you always need to be networking because uh, you never know when you can help somebody, much less be helped. And so the only difference, nothing's really changed. The only thing that's changed is it's, you know, not safe to be in front of people the way it was several months ago. So, you know, previously I would always reach out to people on a daily basis, you know, phone, in person, you know, LinkedIn. I was always trying to share an article, check in on somebody, uh, try and promote a new business or new opportunity. And so I was always doing that kind of thing. And I'm still reaching out to people. You need to continue to reach out to people just in a different way. Um, second thing is I present a lot virtually. So there are organizations and trade organizations and businesses that want to be inspired and want to learn something new. And they're getting together on Zoom instead of getting together in person or some kind of combination. And so I have now, probably once a week, some kind of presentation that I'm given about, giving about how to grow your business in today's environment. And the third thing is what we're doing today. We're doing a podcast. So I'm on several podcasts. You know, people have, are changing their preferences for how they absorb information and get inspired. And a podcast is one way for me to show some expertise and hopefully reach some people and inspire people on how to, how to act and, and, and uh, minimize their risk. Um, prosper in this challenging environment and, and grow their business profit and wealth. Andy, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted uh, any more information on yourself, your company, or any of the things you've talked about in this podcast, where can they go? Sure. They can uh, reach me at midcourseadvisors.com, which is my website. And I talked about the four strategic shifts. If you want to get a copy of that, you can actually log on to www.midcourseadvisors.com slash the number four dash strategic dash shifts. 
and you can get a download of exactly what I spoke about today so that uh, you can have it for your reference uh, with more details uh, that can hopefully uh, inspire you and be a good reference for you. Andy, we're going to link to that in the show notes in addition to some of your other uh, sites. I wanted to thank you for taking the time to visit with me. And as we move into Q3 and Q4 and perhaps even 2020, I would ask if perhaps I could call upon you again for additional advice and at that challenging time. Anytime. And uh, I, I try and keep ahead of the curve so I can help people avoid, you know, some of the mistakes and pitfalls that, that you know, can come our way and, and uh, create an easier journey um, along the way. Happy to do it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This is the only B2B podcast which brings clear and sane information for both the compliance professional and the business executive. If I could ask you uh, to do one thing, if you could tell one person about this podcast, I'm trying to get the word out uh, about this most unique podcast in the compliance podcast network so if you could tell one person about it send them a copy send them a link do something uh, to help me publicize this podcast i would greatly appreciate it compliance and coronavirus is a production of the compliance podcast network and it appears tuesday wednesday and thursday of each week thanks again for listening and i hope you'll join me again for another episode This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.